According to a 2018 SHRM Employee Benchmark Survey, 92% of employee respondents said that benefits significantly impacted overall job satisfaction. I'm an HR party one, so I spend a fair amount of time thinking about benefits. Maybe you do too. But not everybody thinks like us. And I was surprised that 92% of respondents said that benefits ultimately make their job more satisfying. Culture matters. Compensation matters. Leadership matters. Turns out that benefits matter too. If benefits matter, let's talk about one specifically, paid parental leave. Consider this, in March of 2018, just 16% of private industry workers had access to paid parental leave. 25% of government workers had access to paid parental leave. Closer to 90% of workers in both categories had access to unpaid parental leave, which is good, but unpaid. Most would agree, those aren't impressive numbers. According to Pew Research Center data published in December 2019, of 41 countries with significant GDPs, the U.S. ranked last in government-mandated paid parental leave. In fact, America is the only nation surveyed that doesn't offer any government-mandated paid parental leave at all. The country with the most generous benefit? Estonia, with a whopping 86 weeks. That's 20 months. I've never been to Estonia. I hear it's nice. Maybe because babies there get a lot of hugs from their parents who are on paid parental leave. We're highlighting paid parental leave today because this gap represents an opportunity. An opportunity for employers who, who invest in a paid parental leave policy to stand out from the competition, to improve recruitment and retention. And by the way, today's episode is the first in a new ongoing series we're calling Beginner Benefits. We're focusing on benefits and how HR can elevate its role when selecting, administering, and managing those offerings. This week, we're focusing on an offering that affects families and how they plan for the future. It's also one that particularly and historically impacts women in the workplace. And of course, I'm talking about paid parental leave. This episode will cover three things. First, timeline time, one of my favorite segments, a brief history of parental leave. Then we'll cover the spectrum of parental leave policies and we'll close with how to announce a change to your parental leave policy if you introduce one. So let's get into it. Now, I'm a big believer in this idea that to understand where we are today, we have to understand where we came from and how we got here. There's a lot of history, interesting history, behind why Americans work the way we do. And the story of uh, employer-sponsored and government-sponsored parental leave benefits is no exception. So as promised, and without further ado, it's Timeline Time, where we bring you up to speed on the present by explaining the past. Yeah, boy! In the United States, paid parental leave dates back to 1919, right after the end of World War I. First wave feminists and women labor activists from around the world founded the International Labor Organization, which called for 12 weeks of paid parental leave free medical care during and post-pregnancy, and guaranteed jobs when women returned to work. In some European countries, up to four weeks of unpaid leave was eventually granted, but not in the US. Fast forward for me, 50 years to 1969, five states had passed temporary disability insurance laws to protect workers from losses in income due to an indefinite medical disability. New mothers qualified for these benefits under this legislation. By 1972, the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission the EEOC 
presented guidelines that required employers to treat disabilities resulting from pregnancy, such as miscarriage, abortion, or childbirth and recovery, in the same manner as other temporary disabilities. Six years later, the Pregnancy Discrimination Act, the PDA of 1978, amended Title VII of the 1964 Civil Rights Act to prohibit discrimination based on pregnancy, childbirth, or related medical conditions. However, the PDA did not provide time off to care for any child, which meant that many women still had to leave the workforce after giving birth. In 1993, the United States passed the Family and Medical Leave Act, FMLA, which requires covered employers to offer eligible employees up to 12 work weeks of unpaid job-protected leave in a 12-month period for the birth of a child or to care for a newborn child within one year of birth. However, the FMLA doesn't apply to all employers, which leaves up to 40% of U.S. employees uncovered by even unpaid leave. In 2015, the FMLA definition of spouse was revised so that eligible workers in same-sex marriages qualify for time off to care for a newborn or newly adopted child. Now, while some states offer paid parental leave, including California, Rhode Island, and New Jersey, the U.S. still does not have a federal requirement for this benefit. And there's your timeline. Still today, compared to other countries, the U.S. hasn't done a lot when it comes to requiring employers to offer paid parental leave. And this represents an opportunity. There's not a one-size-fits-all approach to paid parental leave. Employers have options. And there are really four options to consider. The first is to do nothing, which is legal for teams under 50 employees. The second is to offer standard FMLA time off, which is unpaid. The third is to offer employer-paid disability benefits that can cover maternity. And finally, employers can offer a full paid parental leave plan. Let's run through each. If you have fewer than 50 employees, you don't have to do anything. You're not even required to provide 12 weeks of unpaid leave under FMLA. Employers who take this approach often have employees who cash in PTO or sick days or vacation days to try to piece together some time off after the birth of a child. Often, this approach doesn't totally cover the time off that an employee would prefer to take after the birth of a child. And as a result, em employees either go without pay for a period of time or come back before they're ready. So if at all possible, if you're in a position to avoid this do-nothing approach, we recommend that. If you want to retain and recruit top talent, benefits are an important part of that strategy. The second approach is standard FMLA time off. And this should be your baseline, if for no other reason, that for employers with more than 50 employees and all public agencies, you're legally required to offer 12 weeks of unpaid leave under FMLA. One note, for a given employee, their time of employment and their wage level will determine if they qualify uh, for FMLA. A actually, one other note, remember that FMLA only applies to unpaid leave and only about 60% of American workers qualify for FMLA. No federal law requires any employer to offer paid parental leave. The third approach is to offer an employer-paid disability benefit. For many American employers, an employer-paid disability benefit acts as a paid parental leave benefit for employees who want to take time off after the birth of a child. Here's how it works. During the annual open enrollment period, or, or, or when an employee has a qualifying event, they elect a short-term disability benefit. 
And when that employee ha has a child or, or wants to take time off to take care of a child, the insurance company that provides the short-term disability policy will pay some portion of their wages while they're on leave. Some states actually require employers to offer a short-term disability plan to employees. So check with your state's rules to find out what you're required to offer. And the fourth approach is that some employers offer a full paid parental leave benefit to employees. This is different from the short-term disability approach we just discussed, because in this approach, employers pay benefits directly to employees. When they're on paid parental leave, instead of having a, a third-party insurance carrier reimburse employees for part of their wages. You might think of this as an extension of PTO, uh, paid time off. Instead of submitting paperwork to an insurance company, an employee would coordinate with their manager and HR so they could continue to receive their full paycheck for a period of time, and they'd set a leave date and a return date. What's the benefit of this approach for employers? It's going to mean a lot to your team at a time when they're vulnerable and they're going to remember how you treated them. Offering paid parental leave is a signal to employees that their employer cares about them and their families, and a signal their employers will walk hand in hand with them through their biggest milestones. They're going to remember it. If you've decided to make a change to your company's paid parental leave policy, here's a template for how to announce it. Here's a pro tip. Before you communicate anything, write it down with the bottom line first. Any benefits change is best communicated first in writing. And writing it down in detail will maximize the likelihood that you'll get the details right and understand it yourself before you share the policy with your team. Aside from payroll, the benefits package is the biggest expense for most organizations. So it's really important that you get this communication right. And when you write it down, don't bury the lead. Don't start with a long preamble. Get right to the point and give everyone the bottom line first. Consider the following example. Changes to our organization's parental leave policy. In an ongoing effort to optimize and strengthen the team's benefit options, we're pleased to announce that our organization We'll begin offering a paid parental leave benefit to our employees, effective September 1st, 2020. In one sentence, you've explained what change was made, why it was made, and how it will be made, and when it's taking effect. Pretty good start. Next, put as many details as you can think of down in the communication. Don't put yourself in a position where you're going to get 100 questions from employees, and most of them are the same questions over and over. Anticipate those questions and, you know, lay out the details. Consider the following example with sample details filled out for each category. Here's how our organization's paid parental leave policy will work. Effective date, date of the child's birth. Benefit duration, 90 days. Benefit amount, 100% of base salary, assuming a 40-hour work week for non-exempt employees. Eligible employees, so all full-time employees are eligible. In administration, employees on paid parental leave will continue to receive their normal paycheck through payroll. These are some details you should definitely include, but you should also anticipate questions and try to answer them ahead of time. What if you get questions from employees about whether there's a waiting period before you qualify? What if an employee has twins or triplets? Does the benefit period change? What if an employee has more than one child in a 12-month period? Can they take paid parental leave twice? And in the example above, we said that employees would get 100% of their base salary assuming a 40-hour work week. 
But what if an employee uh, has compensation that's mostly made up of commissions? How are you going to handle that? These are all fantastic questions and should be considered ahead of time. Make sure your plan is specific as possible when it comes to details like this. You're probably going to miss something, but try not to. And especially focus on anticipating questions you might get from any employees who are expecting at the time you, you announce the new policy. Here's another pro tip. Once you've written everything down, have a labor and employee attorney review it. Make sure they sign off on it and just make sure you're not missing anything you haven't thought of. And once you have it finalized, add it to the employee handbook. We've covered a lot today, and it wouldn't be an HR Party of One episode if I didn't leave you with some homework. We have a ton of great resources about parental leave on BerniePortal.com, including in our newly revamped HR glossary. I've dropped links below for your quick reference. We also cover parental leave and tons of other vital benefits info in our newest BernieU course, The Ultimate Guide to Benefits Administration and Open Enrollment. You can register for that for free with the link below. For more on HR Party of One, do me a favor, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, and ring the bell so you don't miss future episodes. This paid parental leave stuff can make your organization stand out. It's a huge opportunity. By taking the lead on it, you can elevate your role and create a lot more job satisfaction for your whole team. Remember, your job is as strategic as you make it.